Welcome to the Empowered Life. I'm your friend, Ern Inyon. This podcast aims to inspire you to create the life that you want to live. If you are not yet a subscriber, be sure to subscribe and get notified when a new episode is posted. Now let's go on with the show. Hi everyone, it's episode 5 of the Empowered Life. In this episode, we will talk about self-worth and it is very, very important that we understand this. So what is self-worth? Self-worth is about the core beliefs you have about your value. Core beliefs are your central ideas about yourself, other people, and the world. Self-worth can be high or low. A person with high self-worth has confidence, faces adversity in life, accepts failure and easily picks himself or herself up and is open-minded. A person with low self-esteem, on the other hand, may avoid challenges in life because he is avoiding anything that could lead to pain and unhappiness. He or she is defensive and resistant to change. Now allow me to introduce to you more four more terms. Okay, this uh, self-concept and its three parts: self-image, self-esteem, and ideal self. Self-concept is how you perceive your behaviors, abilities, and unique characteristics. So, for example, I am an introvert or extrovert. I am a parent, a good friend. I love sports, so I am a sports enthusiast. I am a musician or a contributing citizen of this world. Now, self-concept has three parts. The first part is self-image. Self-image, which is how you see yourself at this moment in time. So right now, um, I am a parent, a husband, a brother, and a friend. I love working on my podcast because it allows me to share the things I know which I believe that can help people. I'm a little heavy right now. (laughs) Uh, Definitely out of shape. Um, I have been lazy to exercise and I eat whatever is on the table. I love the fact that I can play with my kid anytime which allows me to play my role as a father very well. So that is me. What about you? You may be going to an office during weekdays. What about your weekends? What do you do? What roles you play? That is your self-image. Another part of self-concept is self-esteem. Another term for esteem is respect. Self-image or or self-esteem describes your thoughts and feelings about yourself. You know, it means almost the same as self-worth. Uh, some authors even use them interchangeably. But for me, self-worth is broader because it is about our core beliefs. The third part of self-concept is the ideal self. The ideal self is the person you want to be. It's who you envision yourself to be. Okay, so... Those are the terminologies, and this is how they are related. Self-worth, again, is about your core values. 
Much of our core values were developed during early childhood and were formed during the um, formed from the interactions we have with our parents, our siblings, our family members and close neighbors. Remember when we were born, we were clean slate. We had zero beliefs. So we all reacted due to our physical needs. We cried because we wanted milk. We cried again because uh, there was a wet substance underneath us. We cry again because it's hot, you know. Crying is our manipulating tool. So when we started going to school, some of that beliefs were challenged or strengthened or we pick up new beliefs from school. So if you grew up in an environment, for example, where violence is common, chances are you will think that the world is filled with violence and everyone is out there to get you. You'd probably be, you probably be cynical always. You're having a hard time giving somebody your trust. Is there someone you know that is having a hard time with trust? Well, chances are he or she had a violent past or had a bitter experience with betrayal. Someone probably betrayed her or him and it broke her heart. She is reacting defensively because the pain is still fresh and she doesn't want to experience that again. When you start to believe on something to be true, your self-concept will start to anchor on that belief. So for example, if you are born to a poor family, most likely you barely had food on the table. And if you believe that you will forever be poor, your self-image or self-esteem is always below because you believe you don't deserve to be happy because you're poor. So when someone tries to help you and tries to paint a possibility of success, what do you do? You deflect that. You deny that help. Why? Because you believe you don't have a good future because you're poor. Your ideal self is a long shot. Probably you have dreams, but you are afraid to dream. You don't strive to reach it because you have accepted your fate. When you see rich people, you are bitter and envious. Now you believe that the world is really divided between rich and the poor. So when you start to feel bitter and envious, you look for someone to blame. You know, our parents are always the main culprit. The next, our spouse, our siblings, our teachers in school, our neighbors, and even our pets. You know, we, we blame everyone except ourselves. When we feel low, unhappy, or stressed, we resort to resolving it physically, right? <clears throat> we binge. Um, we go out and eat a lot of junk food. We watch, perhaps we watch Netflix the whole day. We go to a salon and have our hair fixed. Dye our hair with another color. You know, we buy expensive shoes, bags, clothes. Even though it is not in our budget. We max out our credit card. When we do all that, 
the only reason we can think is we deserve it. We we feel better temporarily until the credit card bill arrives. When then we realize how stupid we were. But many times we don't realize our mistake because we really think we deserved it. And the cycle continues. I want you to look around your house. Do you have a lot of stuff that has no value? Perhaps old vases, figurines you bought because your neighbor also bought it. For me, I'll, I'll share to you. I have my old golf clubs. Some 25 years ago, I bought a brand new set of golf clubs. I am left-handed, so the clubs are for left-handed. I bought it because I wanted to learn the sport. But the deeper reason why I bought it was because I wanted to project an image of a successful corporate guy. I want people to see me as successful. However, it is an expensive sport. So during the time when I bought the clubs, I hardly have money to sustain it. So for a very long time, it was just there, sitting there on a corner, gathering dust. Every time I needed money, I tried selling it, but, but I couldn't. Well, apparently, very few golfers are left-handed. So clearly, <clears throat> I bought it for the wrong reason. Lately, I started picking up the clubs because my, my brothers are all playing. It is the only sport that all of us know. So now, the only reason why I play is to bond with my brothers. When I look back during the time when my golf clubs were new, you know, I ought to be honest with you, I was a wreck inside. I was suffering from low self-worth. Now, this is the problem. We are solving the problem on the surface. You know, when we binge, buy clothes, cars, or golf clubs for reason to make us happy, we are just solving our feelings, which is very superficial. When you buy something new, you get excited and your dopamine shoots up. That, that gives you the feeling of happiness. But then, when novelty wears, your, dop your dopamine wears off and you're, you're back to your grouchy self. So what do you do? We buy again. Because, but no amount of material things will ever su surf suffice that hunger because that hunger is not physical or emotional. It is spiritual. Now, okay, now we're going deeper. Okay, let, let, let me just be clear that spirituality is different from religion. Life works inside out, but many people operate outside in. When we allow outside experiences to dictate our happiness and joy, we are operating outside in. If we believe that the only way to, for us to be happy is to eat buffet, have clothes, bags, cars, golf clubs, and whatnot, then you are allowing your happiness to be dependent on outside forces. If you look around and how the world works right now, it works outside in. Sadly, yes, but it's true. So let's talk about peace, for instance. You can never achieve peace, for instance, by going into war. 
But that is what we have been doing for the past, what, a thousand years or more? You know, countries go to war because they want people to adapt instantly. When we look at why World War II happened, there was just an ideology that only strong men should reign or live and and the rest of us should die. If our leaders believe that the only way to achieve peace is to conquer someone, then there will always be war and chaos. Peace will never come through conquering. We need to look at life like a tapestry, not just our own lifetime. We need to think 100, 200, perhaps 500 years from now. What would be, what would be the effect of our actions to future generations? To achieve world peace is a perennial joke. Sometimes we label it as a, you know, a Miss Universe answer to the question, what is your wish? But I can tell you, world peace is very easy to achieve. What made it so impossible to achieve is because we built systems or worlds around wars and confusion. What do I mean? Let me go back to my earlier example. You know, Many marketing strategies take advantage of the lack of happiness of lack of happiness in people. So when you when you for example when you buy this product when you buy this product it will make you happy. When you eat this it will give you joy, you know. That is what we mean by we built systems around war. So or or let's just take it literally, you know, arms industry is a huge industry around 100 billion dollars worth of arms are sold every year so you think of the market and the related markets that are attached to it and the families that are dependent on it so there are people who like wars consciously consciously or unconsciously because they benefit from it if you look it at it myopically well it generates jobs and feeds people but going back to self many of us settle for quick fixes to achieve happiness and joy because we are impatient if there is a pill we will always take it no matter what the cost is but if you can just take a moment and understand how to achieve inner peace The process may be longer, but it is permanent. Thank you so much for listening, friends. Please rate and review this podcast and share it to your friends. Until next time, blessings always.